In today's first reading, we have the prophet Jeremiah saying that God longs to establish a new covenant with us, one that will be irrevocable, one that will be unbreakable, one that will be permanent, and one that will uh, allow us, all of us, to know God without being taught, without being, uh, having to be shown how to live in this covenant. I joked last night that puts a lot of catechists and DREs out of business, but then again it puts me out of business too as a homilist. But that is wonderful good news, and yet we know that that covenant isn't fully established, and yet it has already begun. That covenant is given to us through Christ, through his death and resurrection. That is something we need to remember in the Old Testament. Covenants were, uh, first, covenant is a mutual promise made between two parties, sealed by God and his approval. And covenants in the Old Testament required sacrifice. So we hear of a covenant that Abraham and God made, that God would make Abraham the father of, of uh, uh, many nations, of many peoples. And Abraham was instructed to take a number of animals to, to, to sacrifice them, to split them in half. And the flaming brazier appeared between those carcasses. And it's a reminder that if one of the parties breaks that covenant, may what happened to those, it's rather, rather stark to think about it this way, but may what happened to those animals in the sacrifice happen to the one who breaks that covenant. This is pretty serious. Part of that understanding the covenant is sacrifice. And we know that in the ancient world, worship required sacrifice as well. Sacrifice of an animal, sacrifice of grain, perhaps. Sometimes in a lesser way, sacrifice of money that helped, uh, helped function. This was true whether it was the Jewish uh, worship or Gentile worship, pagan worship. Sacrifice always accompanied worship. Now, in our day and age, we don't like that word of sacrifice. It's, it's, uh, some, uh, some of our Protestant brothers and sisters have completely rejected that. And even to a certain extent, we as Catholics have lost that understanding of sacrifice. Oh, we, we might hold on to it, especially during Lent or, or whatever, but when it comes down to it, we've avoided using that word. And yet every Mass we come to is a sacrifice. That Christ himself is that sacrifice, the Paschal sacrifice. He's the one who offered himself, who died, who literally sacrificed himself for our salvation. That sacrifice is one that is permanent and it endures and already, as said, it's one that ushers in this new covenant that Jeremiah prophesied. And today in this gospel passage, we have a hint at that sacrifice. Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. This is a verse that has meant a lot to me in my, my own uh, faith life and development. It's used uh, quite a bit in the, the uh, uh, Together or Teens Encountering Christ, depending on which, uh, which version you like. It's one that reminds us 
of sacrifice. That Jesus is that grain of wheat that must fall to the ground and die. We know that a literal grain can fall to the ground. One grain is not very sufficient for, for much of anything. But if it is planted, that grain can produce much fruit. Last night, uh, Deacon Bruce and I were, uh, we were kind of talking, you know, to make it more relevant, maybe we should be using uh, corn or, or beans as, as the, the seed that is planted, but it's wheat that is most appropriate because we know what happens at the Last Supper. Jesus took bread made of wheat, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to them. This is purposeful on Jesus' part, very purposeful. But that grain of wheat, when it is planted, the grain itself begins to be consumed by the endosperm. I was corrected last night, which is wonderful. Uh, I, I said and uh, used another word that didn't make sense at all. But it, it is consumed by the endosperm, so it gives up its life for that little plant within to grow until it gets enough nourishment that it can send its roots out into the soil and then grow further. The seed is completely consumed that the plant may live. In the uh, Advent hymn, People Look East, we have that give up your seed, give, your, give, give up your strength, the seed to nourish. And that's exactly what the seed does. That Jesus is that seed that is consumed so that the church, the body of Christ, can live. Worship requires sacrifice. As we worship God, we know that, that sac we need sacrifice. And Jesus Christ is that sacrifice. And we hear in the New Testament in Jesus' sacrifice once for all, and yes, that is true, but there's one thing that's missing in that sacrifice, and St. John Paul II reminds us of that, and a few other saints remind us of that, and that is, how does that sacrifice get to me? How do I participate? How do you participate in that sacrifice of Jesus Christ? After all, it occurred almost 2,000 years ago on a hill far away. How does that sacrifice affect me? And it's what we're doing right now today, what we do every time we gather for Mass. We come, we worship, and we participate in not the same, or the same sacrifice, but not in the same way, of course. But we are, by mystery, in the mystery of God, drawn back to Calvary, drawn back and put at the foot of the cross, drawn back through the Eucharist, as we will remember in, in, in less than two weeks now, how Jesus Christ at the Last Supper took bread, made a wheat. He blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, take and eat. This is my blood, shed for you and for many. This is how we participate in the sacrifice. It is done only because God is, Jesus is God. This is the only way possible. But this is our sacrifice. Further, not only is that a form of sacrifice, but then we are called to sacrifice in a spiritual way, not literally die, here, if we, if we love our life and hold on to it so fully, we lose it. But if we, uh, the word here is hate, but it, it isn't 
like somebody who's who's severely depressed is living this out, but rather we put second, we put all things in proper relationship, that's what the uh, biblical word hate really refers to, that we put our lives after our seeking Christ, after our seeking God. We sacrifice ourselves, not in death, but we sacrifice our life because we worship God. This idea of sacrifice is one that might help us understand some things that are happening uh, maybe in our, in our extended world. If worship requires sacrifice, what does a worship of self? What sacrifice does a worship of self require? I don't know about you, but I see it and hear it enough. A few, few weeks ago, there was a, a woman who was speaking about, I knew I wanted to live the kind of life I wanted to live, and I couldn't have a baby, so I got an abortion. Isn't that a sacrifice? Or in order to do what I wanted to do, I had to leave my family. Or I had to do this or do that. But if we're following God, we don't sacrifice others. We offer ourselves. That we become, like Christ, the grains of wheat. That we die to ourselves. That we allow God to grow in us. As I already said, one grain of wheat doesn't do a whole lot. But many grains of wheat, sacrificed to become bread, can nourish the world. As we come this day, we know it's not just my sacrifice, not just your individual sacrifice, but all of our sacrifices. In fact, we say that, don't we? Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrificing yours may be acceptable. You're sacrificing too. And as we sacrifice ourselves in this spiritual way, this and drawn into the sacrifice of Christ in his death and resurrection, it is enough to change the world. Jesus is troubled. We hear that in today's gospel passage. And I, I think he'd be just as troubled now. How many people walked away from his sacrifice? who don't allow it to have influence in their lives? How many are worshiping themselves and sacrificing others instead of worshiping God and offering themselves? He wants us, he desires us, and he draws us into his eternal sacrifice because this is the new covenant, a covenant that is yet to be fully enacted where all will know God, will love God, will serve God, in the end, be with him for all eternity.